Welcome to Off the Ledger, presented by the MICPA, a conversation designed to help grow your leadership skills and take you further in the accounting profession. Our show today is Balancing the Books, the CPA Shortage. I'm Joe Pelosi, and today's guest is Michelle Waterworth, CPA. Michelle is a partner at Plant Moran, as well as a co-chair of the joint initiative between the AICPA and NASACT. Additionally, she grew up in a family of professional musicians and married into a family of professional musicians. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Joe. Good to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, let's jump right into it. Today, we're talking about the CPA shortage. No uh, no stranger to anyone out there. You are the co-chair of a joint initiative that's gathering information related to CPA shortages in both government and audit firms. Can you tell us more about that initiative? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So it is, as you mentioned, a joint initiative between the AICPA and NASACT, which stands for the National Association of State Auditors, Comptrollers, and Treasurers. And it's an initiative that came about, oh, I would say last summer sometime. And as you mentioned, we are trying to address uh, the, the shortage of CPAs specific to the public sector. So, and, and we're looking at it really from two perspectives. The first perspective is that the challenges that state and local governments are having trying to attract and retain CPAs to work within their government. You know, like you said, we all know that's been a challenge, right. um, you know, in Michigan prior to COVID in many states, it's kind of been a phenomenon that has happened as a, an outcome of COVID, right. but certainly a big challenge. And then the second perspective we're addressing is the challenge that governments are having finding and retaining CPA firms to audit their government, their state local government. All right. So addressing it from two perspectives. And Joe, we're doing it in a number of different ways. We started out using some smaller discussion forums, so interviewing people from all stakeholders, really. So people who work at the state level in state audit organizations, state treasurers, state controllers, people who work in local governments, you know, CFOs, those CPAs that that work as finance directors. We talked to students, Joe. We talked to those in academia. Trying so you, to gather you say information. everybody, you mean everybody. <laughs> uh, we, we tried. We really yeah. tried, Joe. Trying to gather information from, you know, again, using a discussion group forum. We had about, you know, four to 10 people in each of these discussion groups. And then from there, we built a survey. And that survey has been out there. Uh, uh, we want everyone to look at that survey to complete it. Um, we've broadcast that survey in a number of different ways. That survey is actually about to close now, but trying to use that survey to gather even more data. Okay. And and then ultimately, Joe, what we're going to do, and we'll probably have this done by about June 30th of this year, so in the next several months, is we're going to take all of the data that we gathered from the discussion forums, from the surveys that various users, and I think we actually have over a thousand people that have responded to wow. that survey to date. We're going to take all that information, analyze it, uh, compile it, and the outcome of this project is going to be a co-branded issues paper that is going to outline you know, some of the challenges from both perspectives that I articulated, and uh, more importantly, is going to put forth 
you know, what did we hear in terms of recommendations and best practices so that, you know, people on all sides of the equations can use that and they could hopefully glean some pretty good ideas to address that CPA talent shortage that we're, we all seem to be experiencing today. Great. So now we've got a better understanding of that. Like what, what is your background in relation to it? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So um, this project, like I said, came up around the summer of last year. And at that time, I was just finishing up as chair of another AICPA group, which is the uh, AICPA State and Local Government Expert Panel. Okay. I had been working on the expert panel uh, in some capacity since about 2014 for the last three years as chair. Uh, and certainly on the panel, you know, we, while we didn't address these issues specifically, we all worked in public sector. And so we were very knowledgeable about the challenges, again, on both sides of the equation. So I think it was really my exposure from working on the panel that, um, you know, the AICPA then asked me to co-chair this task force. And I'm sure it didn't help that or didn't hurt that they knew I was transitioning off of that chair role and had some Free time. So, so yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a little downtime coming off uh, of right? a chair position. Exactly. Perfect. And uh, so it sounds like you have a pretty strong background in it. I'm guessing that's also how you got involved. Uh, do you have from what you've looked at so far, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the any of the results, but do you have any preliminary results that you can share at this time? That's a great question. So as I mentioned, we're still in the wrapping up the data gathering stage and we expect to issue this paper. So we haven't really analyzed all the data, but what I can share is maybe some interesting things that I learned in some of these discussion forums, you know, whether or not they make it to to our paper. I just, it's been a really interesting project and an interesting, you know, working group talking to a whole bunch of different people. And I tell you, Joe, Everyone has been so invested in the topic, regardless of who, you know, who that person was, so invested in the topic and so willing to share ideas and thoughts. So a couple of things that I learned that were aha moments for me are are very interesting for me. So let's talk first about the perspective of governments and hiring CPAs to work in governments. Some really interesting things that we heard governments are doing where they've had great success in hiring CPAs going down to the doing recruiting at the college level. And for some, maybe that doesn't sound, you know, too, uh, you know, like an aha moment, but I don't know how many governments actually do that. How many governments actually go, you know, and recruit at the college level. No, it's true. Um, I've been to, I've been to plenty of career fairs. The firms are there. Right. Uh, the firms a lot, are of, there. a lot of places are there, but yeah, you don't often see the the city or the state and governments there. Exactly, exactly. We've talked to many governments that are now doing that with great success. Smart. Internships, that again, that's not, you know, something that's atypical, but I think it's atypical for a state or local government to uh, have those internships. The other thing is we've heard from when we interviewed students, Joe, interesting perspectives from them. The challenges and the frustrations that they've had about the length of the recruiting process, they may have had interest in working at a government and they may have gone on an interview. But because for some governments, that process takes so long, they will have moved on to other opportunities before that government comes back to, you know, to say, hey, we want to offer you that position. 
You mean to tell me that the government has a lot of bureaucracy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so accelerating that, Joe, is really important, right? Because we exactly. don't want to lose those, those people to, to something else, especially work outside of the public sector. Hiring from community colleges rather than just four-year colleges uh, is another thing that we heard. And these organizations that are hiring from those community colleges are then supporting those staff in their endeavor to complete their bachelor degree, for example, and supporting them in their journey to get their CPA certificate. So they have tuition reimbursement programs. They have mentorship programs. Really a lot of good stuff that's going on there. And then we've also heard some governments that they have actually done outsourced CFO instead of trying to hire a traditional, you know, like, hey, come and work for my government. The outsourced CFO route seems to work okay. for a lot of them as well. That's interesting. It seems like a lot of what they might be taking on is what the firms have been doing for a little bit as well. It's, it's a kind of a natural progression where they're picking up from what was learned elsewhere. You're right. You're right. Exactly. And then from the other perspective that we're dealing with, the perspective of hiring CPA firms, some of the strategies that we've heard governments employ that have worked well for them is hiring outside of their traditional footprint. So, for example, some governments will only look within their locale to hire CPA firms. And so if you open that up, you know, that geographical boundary, you open that up which also requires governments to advertise a little bit differently than they have in the past, but that has been helpful. And again, simplifying the the contracting process, again, trying to eliminate, not eliminate all the way because you can't, but reduce that red tape, so to speak, during that process. That makes sense. A lot of interesting things that that we've been hearing from, from all of the stakeholders that we've been talking to. No, that's great. And so, uh, so I understand at the end of this, you'll have a paper. Is this going to essentially be, a list of best practices? Is this just going to be a review of of what uh, came about or, you know, what is the, I guess, kind of what is the success for this group going to look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, in terms of format, we don't really know. We haven't really determined that yet, Joe, but what we hope is this, the outcome of this is that our issues paper that we're going to produce is going to be something that people are going to not only be able to better understand the challenges on both sides of those perspectives I articulated, but also something that they can read, that they can take away some best practices, something that's implementable to their organization, whether it's, you know, something small, like I said, simplifying the contracting process, or maybe something a little bit larger, like, hey, now we, you know, maybe we should go recruit at the college level. Right. But something implementable that they can take away and use to really address this talent shortage. No, that's great. So I understand that by the time this airs, I believe the the survey will be wrapped up. Is there any way others can help or participate or or get involved if they have any interest in this topic? Yeah, I think that my suggestion is just wait until that issues paper comes out. And like I said, we anticipate in the second quarter of 2024 that it'll be issued. And definitely, you know, please read it. Please use it. We want our our time and our effort here to be of value to all, you know, organizations, whether it's uh, state and local governments or, you know, CPA firms, but definitely use that paper. And again, we just hope that it's helpful to share those best practices and recommendations. 
That's perfect. So uh, a little bit of a, a shift in topic because uh, we are getting ready to wrap up here. Uh, we do always like to ask our guests. Uh, it's our kind of typical closing out question here is uh, what is something you wish uh, someone had told you when you were first starting out in your career, something that could have saved you a little bit of a grief or time or money? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Probably the one thing on the forefront of my mind, Joe, is making your career your own. When I started out, I, I started out as, in a public accounting firm right away. Okay. I thought I had to look like everybody else, that my career and my trajectory, you know, it was a one size fits all. Right. Got to fit the mold, attitude, right? Right. Exactly. And I found that that didn't work for me. That didn't work for my family. And I stepped away from the public accounting for a while. And I came back in a very non-traditional career path ended up, like you said, at partner. And so I I went back (laughs) to work, obviously. But just having that knowledge, I think, Joe, that it doesn't have to be, you don't have to look like everybody else, that everyone's career trajectory is different, and that's okay. And being willing to accept that, I think, is one of the largest pieces of advice that I wish I knew entering this career. No, that's great. That's a really unique perspective, too, coming from someone who's gone down that alternate path. I love that a lot. That's yeah. terrific. Great. Well, that that is going to be all for uh, for this off the ledger. I'm Joe Colosi. Our guest was Michelle Waterworth. Michelle, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Joe.